Hey guys, Joe McCall, Real Estate Investing Mastery, REI in your car. Hope you're doing well. Listen, I just wanted to talk about something that I think is real important. And it has to do with, when, with, with great dreams comes great adversity. This is something that I think a lot of you can relate with, and I've been thinking about this. I was hearing a preacher on the radio talking about it, and I thought, man, that's really good, and that applies to business in a lot of ways. Because a lot of you guys out there, you're small business owners, entrepreneurs, you dream big things, and there's always going to be adversity. There's always going to be someone that tells you, no, you can't do that. And it may even be you that says you can't do it. But you know what? That's a good thing. <laughs> I want to say to you, Embrace the suck. Embrace the challenges. I mean, can you imagine? What would a dream be worth if it was just too easy? I've heard it said that Walt Disney, I don't know if this is true or not, but Walt Disney, when he would be with his board of directors, you know, or his, his board of creative people or whatever, whenever he would present something to them, like a plan or a dream that he had, if it did not receive any kinds of objections, uh, he would scrap the idea. He would not do it. Because in his opinion, if it didn't have any uh, objections or any kind of criticisms, then he wasn't dreaming big enough. If there wasn't some element of, oh my gosh, you can't do that, that's, in, that's, that's impossible, or there's no way. If he didn't get any of those kinds of objections, then he wouldn't do it. It wasn't a big enough, good enough plan. It wasn't a big enough dream. So your dreams need to have somebody that says, nah, you can't do that. Now, I'm not saying you should surround yourself with people who tear you down and pull down your dreams, but you know what? Man, it's okay if you dream big. I remember on a personal and a business note, I'll start with personal first. My wife and I got married in 1998. We couldn't have children naturally, right? We tried IVF, that's uh, in vitro, and we couldn't get pregnant. It was really hard. It was really, really hard. And it was depressing and discouraging, and we both cried a lot of tears. My wife more than me, but like we're like, what do we do? And after IVF, didn't work, which cost a lot of money, which I didn't have at the time. This was probably 2002 that we did this, 2003 maybe. No, it was between 2001, 2002. So just a couple years out of college. And we wanted to have kids. So we prayed a lot and it took about five, six months. And we started talking about other things that we could do, maybe adoption. Um, and we started thinking about that, and at first I was like, no way. But then we started dreaming big, right? We started thinking, let's have kids. And uh, I, you know, you may not have these objections from the outside, but for me, it was inside. Because I was thinking, how on earth are we going to pay for that? We just spent, I don't remember what it was, $15,000 or something on in vitro. And that didn't work. Adoptions, they cost... $25,000, $35,000. You might have to wait six months, maybe two years. Like, how are we going to do that? It's expensive. It's hard. And I had all of these objections going off in my mind. I thought, there's no way. So 
we did the stuff anyway, right? Like with the paperwork. And it, if those of you who have ever gone through adoption, it's re- absolutely ridiculous, but necessary, right? You have to do a criminal background check. You got to get a health physical check. You have to be interviewed. They, they send social workers to your house a couple times. And it's just unfair, you know? All of this stuff, does anybody who gets pregnant the normal, biological, natural way, do they have to get a physical from a doctor? Do do they have to uh, get a criminal background check? Do they have to be interviewed by um, social workers from the adoption agency and from the state? No. Do they have to go to before a judge to uh, go? Do they have to spend tens of thousands of dollars? So it's like... All of these obstacles coming up, and it's just not fair. It's discouraging, but man, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Why not? We had this big dream. We want to have kids. We had always talked about having three or four kids. So it was it was probably in the summer, June or July, probably July, maybe August. We were on a little vacation, me and my wife, with her sister and her husband, in Marco Island, Florida. I remember it just like it was yesterday, and. I'm kind of stressed. Um, I was working at the time for an engineering construction company, and I was making decent money, about sixty, seventy thousand, no, sixty thousand dollars a year. I was probably two or three years out of college, so I was doing all right at the time. That's pretty good, I think. <laughs> it's crazy now. It's depressing now to think about that, but that was a good number. Well, anyway, I remember getting a phone call, and I was thinking, "Oh, great, great, we're gonna enjoy this little vacation." get some time to relax and and figure out how we're going to pay for this adoption thing. Because by that time, our paperwork had already been submitted. And, um, you know, you just have to create a profile with a bunch of pictures of you and your family and your house. And Because they take these profiles and they give them to the birth mothers. And the birth mothers say yes or no. So when a birth mother decides to um, give up their baby for adoption, they um, will find an adoption agency and the adoption agency will ask them questions, you know, like... What kind of birth adoptive family do you want? And, you know, which is, it's an amazing, it's an amazing, amazing story and process. And the, the hero of this whole story are the birth mothers. They are the amazing, awesome heroes. If you make me talk too much about it, I get teary-eyed and cry. Because, you know, they could have had an abortion. They could have just given up. And they could have not um, chosen to give, the, you know, almost the ultimate sacrifice of giving their baby up to a family, you know? So anyway, we're a month after filling out all the paperwork and this, we've been told like, man, it could be a couple years. We had said, you know, they ask you questions like, you know, what if you're, you're selected and, um, like what kind of, uh, uh, race is, is, is it okay for the kid to be? And the guys answer questions like, is it okay if the, baby has disabilities and you have to say like you have to think yes or no like oh my gosh I, uh, uh, I don't know like obviously nobody wants a baby with disabilities but like you can't say no um so and we so it's just like bizarre like what so what we did is like um i think we said when it comes to the race we said it, um, it doesn't matter and i think for disabilities like we just checked it doesn't matter um, but I thought you got to th- answer those questions. Like, that's crazy. I, you know, there are certain levels of disability, too. And um, I think we said, like, I don't remember exactly, but there are certain comp- levels of disability we said we're not comfortable with. 
And, and the cool thing about the adoption agency is they said, you know, it, listen, it's okay if you say no, because there are other families that are better equipped and prepared and willing to have certain children with certain disabilities. So anyway, all kinds of crazy obstacles. It's hard. It's a process and lots of questions you got to answer and it's depressing and exciting at the same time, but you don't know how long it's going to, you're going to wait and it costs a ton of money and we hadn't figured out yet how to pay for it. So we're on this vacation in Florida trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out at least, my wife is like, oh, we'll figure it out. It'll all work out. It'll happen. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how are we going to make, how are we going to afford this? And while we're on vacation, like halfway through, we get the phone call from the adoption agency. Congratulations. You've uh, been selected. The birth mother selected you. And this is like only a month into it, which is crazy insane. And now I'm stressing and hyperventilating and what do we do? And then we get a call from the agency saying, uh, yeah, um, by the way, uh, the birth mother drank a lot of alcohol during the pregnancy. Um, and I won't, I, I'm not going to go into too many details, but like we had to make the decision, well, what do we do? Like, what if the baby has fetal alcohol syndrome? And so we prayed and prayed a lot and I had no idea how we we're going to pay for it. And, uh, we said, we finally just ended up saying, yeah, we'll take the baby anyway. Um, so yeah, to make a short story long, or a long story short, um, it all worked out. Like, I don't, I don't even know to this day how we paid for it, but we did. We found the money. I don't even remember how much it was, but it was a lot. And, um, we paid for it. And then like three or four adoptions later, now we have four kids, crazy insane. And that all happened like super fast. And uh, my son right now, I'm waiting to pick him up. He's driving into, he has a uh, driver's ed class and he's driving with the instructor right now. So I better hurry up. Um, Cool, amazing story, right? But that's like a dream that we had and there were tons of obstacles, but it was worth it. Fighting through all of those challenges and stress and um, even as the kids grow up, there's, you know, there's, that's only like scratching the surface of the challenges that you'll have, right? So anyway, uh, when it came to my business, right? I'm working corporate job. I, I, I look at what middle management is doing. I'm like, I don't want to be a middle manager. You crazy? These guys work twice as hard as we do. And uh, they're responsible for way more. And they make barely any more money than we do. And most of them, like 90% of them are going to be stuck in middle management forever. Like, I don't want to aspire to that. You look at their hourly rate. They're making more money, uh, annual salary. But hourly rate, not much more than what I was doing traveling a lot more. So I was like, man, this is discouraging. I looked at how much money I'd have to save and set up aside in retirement to be able to retire at 65 and just discouraged. But I had a dream to work for myself, have my own business, call my own shots, um, do whatever I wanted to do, work when I wanted to work. You know, I had a dream to work from home. We had a dream to homeschool our kids. We had a dream to travel around the world with our kids while we homeschooled them. And a lot of challenges wasn't easy. I made a lot of mistakes, spent a lot of money, did a lot of mis- <laughs> bad deals that I shouldn't have bought. So, but you know what? We persisted, overcame those challenges, blasted through them. And looking back, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was that victorious and awesome and blazing this awesome, amazing trail. But I felt like, I felt like a wounded warrior just 
fighting through this and, and picking myself back up, falling down, taking three steps back, one step forward, but just refusing to quit and give up. And I think every successful entrepreneur, and I still have a long ways to go as well, right? But like every successful entrepreneur out there, business owner has had tons and tons of challenges. And if you don't want to grow just personally and spiritually and physically, then you're not going to have any challenges. But if you want to grow, you got to have challenges. They say that trees, when they grow, is actually in the wintertime when it's cold, coldest and they, they're bared. They have no leaves. And when it's harsh conditions, that's when they actually grow. That's when their roots grow deeper. So with great dreams come great challenges and difficulties. But that is good. Embrace it. Okay? Appreciate you guys. Hey, listen, if you want my book, my free lease options book, go to wlobook.com, wlobook.com. Get my book, Wholesaling Lease Options. I talk a little bit more about my journey there on how I uh, quit my job and started doing deals. So get that book, wlobook.com. Appreciate you guys. Bye-bye.